Hello, and welcome to the Zero to Hired podcast, the show that helps struggling job seekers find a career that's right for you. In every episode, we have one mission, to provide you with unique tips and strategies from leading industry experts that will get you in front of hiring managers. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Zero to Hired podcast. And this week, our special guest is Sultan Akif. Sultan is the founder of Experience Your Life Expo and Library in a Week. He's also a social entrepreneur, and he's got over 17 years in technology and consulting. Welcome, Sultan, to our Zero to Hire podcast. Thank you, John. Thrilled to be here. <laughs> so, Sultan, you and I, we met last year at your event, and you know one of the things that I saw that you were really passionate about is helping youth and helping... Uh, specifically helping youth get into the workforce. So let's go into that a little bit. Tell me a little bit what got you started in this type of work. I know your history is in technology. You come from a big software development company. How did this all happen for you? So it was, um, you know, something that that took some years for me. So 17 years in the corporate world, I worked for IBM, I worked for Microsoft. Uh, got to a point where I was in global roles uh, running around the world and, uh, you know, helping organizations achieve success, delivered over a billion dollars in revenue uh, on consulting engagements. And uh, I found myself in a point in life where I was asking, uh, why am I really here? Why am I here oh. on the planet? What am, What is my purpose? And in a interesting twist on, uh, on, on, on my story, I actually ended up in University of Toronto, Mississauga in a hobby degree. A uh, hobby doing, degree. Exactly. Okay. Sociology and history. And uh, basically, it was something just to keep me entertained. And I saw how difficult it is for young people to get jobs right now. Okay. And, uh, you know, they graduate and they end up on the very long line, uh, which going through that process of rejection affects self-esteem. It uh, These were people I got to know really well. And I said, I have to do something about it. So hence, Experience Your Life was born. Uh, we're now in our fourth year. And the concept was really to connect them with great advice, as well as to connect them with great job opportunities or grants for them to do their own business. So... It, it became a passion when you could see an individual that was struggling, um, you know, to, to get a job and you could see that they have the potential to, oh. to make a big difference and to just be a small part in that success. So what do you, so seeing this, what did you see as one of the challenges that they were having specifically? Well, I'll be very transparent. Uh, knowing you, no, <laughs> you know me, I, I don't, I don't sugarcoat stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And I, you know what, I'm sure a lot of people out there are feeling the same way. They're not, you know, they're probably feeling exactly what we're thinking. So let's just get it out in the open and let's talk about let's, it. Let's connect. So what I found was a gigantic disconnect between the academic skills and real world skills. Mm -hmm. So people were coming out of university. Uh, I'll give you a very small example. You ask someone, what do you do? Oh, I am a major in CCIT, minor in CCT, and double major in some other acronym. And the employer looks at them and goes, do you think I know what that means? <laughs> I know it meant something in your world. In university, these were majors in communication, culture, and technology, and all of that. But a lot of times, people are going through the university experience not actually talking to people who are working for a living. Yeah. And that disconnect leads to deep, uh, you know, just a deep sense of um, 
you know, when they're getting out there, they, they, they feel this rejection because they're like, I know all this stuff, but nobody seems to be asking this. What I found was a little bit of translation really helped. Okay. So when these individuals were coming out of university and they have the technical skills, like they have those skills, but understanding that you get hired by making eye contact and making deep relationships and connecting with people not reiterating what's on your resume like a robot so that was you know where i felt was was a big disconnect where individuals were coming out nervous and and that nervousness was reflecting in their ability uh, to make lasting relationships with employers so that's there there were many others but that was one of the things i noticed that you know putting helping students and, and recent graduates realize that the way to get employment is through people yes connecting with people lasting relationships no and it's true so even today you don't get hired by a computer to do a job right maybe in the future through ai like that's a possibility but as it stands today yep. you know as it stands today it's still a one-to-one -one relationship at the end of the day it's, it's a mix of somebody on the other side of the table liking who you are uh, in combination with your skills and experience and all the things that you bring to the table that gets you hired absolutely so so somebody going to a job fair somebody going to an event like experience your life expo what would be some of the recommendations that you would have or what would be some of the recommendations you'd make for them to make sure that they're going well prepared that they're getting the best out of those conversations that they're building you know one of the things i know you're very big on is building out 20-year relationships and actually this is absolutely. some this is a talk that we had at caps just recently where you talked about all your relationships are about 20-year relationships. So what type of advice and what specific information could you give to somebody who's currently looking and going to these type of fairs as an organizer of a fair for them to get the most out of their experience? Absolutely. So I'll approach that in, in, in a way that'll give a holistic response. So, you know, as one is looking for employment, respectful employment that helps them connect with their potential, it's really critical just like, you know, I have marketing graduates that are coming out that understand how marketing works, but yet they don't use the same skills to market themselves. <laughs> you would not be having a single advertisement for all the demographics that you're trying to target your product to. What I'm going with this is having your own marketing strategy to how to get a job is absolutely essential. So in other words, in there is going to be a blast strategy where you are going into low ROI scenarios, online applications mm -hmm. that are ending up. Do it still, but flood that channel. Secondly, would come down to um, you know contextual applications that you're going after organizations that you love. Thirdly, would come into LinkedIn. You're oh. actually targeting people and establishing those relationships. And fourth, would come into expos such as myself, where you're looking for that person-to-person -person connection, that, that interaction with the executive or the recruiter who could change your life. Mm. So an important point is to have focus in all four of these dimensions. And whenever you're getting a chance to be in front of a person, take it. Like in this day and age of technology where everybody is sending emails and everybody is sending messages and nothing beats old-fashioned conversations. Yeah, for sure. Especially when you're at, a, at an expo. So uh, you're having a one-to-one -one conversation. How does somebody prepare for that? How does somebody prepare for a one-to-one -one conversation? Do your research. I couldn't emphasize that more. So I've had, we 
we target the cream of our business exec, uh, world. So we have the country manager of different big, big organizations. And the odd individual would come and ask who they are. Mm-hmm. Even though the schedule is there and their <laughs> name can be Googled out into cyberspace, the same applies to walking into an employer's booth and not knowing what they do. It yes. will take you five seconds. Take a tablet and Google them before you walk up to it on the fly if you must. Why? Well, yeah, everybody has a smart device today, right? There's nothing that stops you from looking up somebody exactly. online, right? or the organization and understanding what is it that they're going for. So if you're walking up cold to an organization and ask them, what is it that you do? You sort of lost that (laughs) interaction anyways. On the other hand, if you do a little search and say, ma'am or sir, I know that you're hiring for these six roles. I wanted to know what kind of skill set are you actually looking for? Mm -hmm. Now, instantly you have demonstrated that you care. You do your research and my two cents would be number one, doing your research. Number two, keep it real. Um, as an, you know, an organizer, one of the largest employment events, I can tell you this, it's often individuals prepare their 30-second pitch and they come in all, you know, <laughs> just very stressed out and press play. And then boom, before even pausing for anything, they go out. And don't do that. It's just a person on the other yeah. side. Read their body language. Ask them. I'll give you a funny example, actually. We went to one job expo, and there was a two-hour lineup, um, almost two-hour lineup of, um, I, was, I was mentoring some youth, so I took them to an event, mm-hmm. um, and, and there was a huge lineup just to get to this one booth of a big bank. And everybody was going through the same process of going, presenting the <laughs> resume that looked identical, and... I had one of my mentees with me and said, should I stand in the line? I said, yeah, you can, but good luck with that. Why don't we wait for the person to break for coffee? And the person broke for coffee, and then they're sitting out and exhausted because now at this point they can't even tell who's who. And uh, we approached them and said, "Um, are you totally exhausted by now? (laughs) And it led to a real conversation, which ultimately actually led to an employment offer. Uh, so it allowed this individual to establish a real connection. And all, all he said was, sir, here's my resume. Uh, I know you're really busy right now, but I would love an opportunity for a 10-minute mentoring session with you. Oh, okay. And so he wasn't even asking for a job. Exactly. And okay. what it did, it made this person more real than a lot of other people. Yeah. Actually, and I've seen that where uh, I've had people come in or, you know, at a job fair, they're on a script, right? Like they're, exactly. and they don't even, and you know what? It, it's even more challenging for the new Canadian, right? Whose language, whose first language is not English and um, not really understanding what they're saying and using the same script over and over. And when you ask a question, they would respond with the scripted question, with the scripted response, you totally lose it. And you know what? It doesn't take very long for you to kill a conversation by using something that sounds exactly like everybody else so coming in from a different approach and asking you know um, how's your day like how's your day how's your day like that's like even like simple the easiest thing and you know it just gets the the genuine interaction going yeah. and you know on the new canadian uh, side of things the one thing i would say is um i've, I've mentored a lot of new canadians and you know change is never easy whether you made this country your home or you're graduating from university into the big world of real real life, it brings a lot of anxiety. It brings a lot of self-doubt. 
uh, especially when your whole world has got of quote unquote changed and and you know right from housing through to everything it's very easy to slip into the negative trap it's very mm-hmm. easy to slip into um, the trap of oh my god you know this is not what i wanted and all of that my two cents um are don't stay positive um you know in most of the individuals who have made uh, canada canada their home they come uh, from you know they they were highly professional in their own fields yeah. and they rose through the society and they didn't rise but because it was given to them they they worked hard for it so this is no different so my two cents on that is just staying very positive and not letting uh, you know negative emotions take control and and just executing so i you know what speaking that to that specifically connell and i went to uh, the gateway conference in markham a couple of months ago and there was a woman who went up to the microphone and she was complaining about how she had been looking for work for nine years and was still struggling to find work in Canada in front of a room of 300 plus people. And I'm thinking to myself, this is your opportunity to shine and to, to give exactly. your positive message. And you've just lost yeah. a whole room full of people because all you did is went up and you complained. Exactly. You know, and there's a time and place for that, just not in front of 500 for, for 300 people. Of course. So, you know, keeping a positive mindset is definitely one of the things that uh, we were very big on. I know uh, we've written about it a few times, but the, having the right mindset in the like walking into the room with it helps you with that interview right like if you go in feeling positive and hyped up i know every time i'm around you i feel hyped up (laughs) because you're you're like an energetic (laughs) but this is part of the reason why you build these long lasting relationships right so when we talked a few weeks ago you talked about you know building out these 20-year relationships because they're not necessarily about getting a job right now and sometimes that happens but sometimes you get the best jobs from the things that you expect the least, right? Absolutely. So it's building those relationships. So what are some of your secrets to building long-lasting relationships? Wow, that's a, that's a, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, we could be here for hours. <laughs> you know, my, my other uh, work is building libraries around the world. And we get dropped in into a new environment. And we have to build relationships very, very quickly. My 17-year career was a management consultant. You come into a organization, they expect you to breathe fire. They're paying you a lot. They're paying your organization a lot of money. And if you just make it about the content and don't don't invest in the people, it's a very easy ticket out of the organization. So my two cents is first and foremost in relationships, understand that beyond the title is a human. Mm-hmm. And understand that they are not that different from you. So that gives us instant power, that that destigmatizes this role of the client or it's a person. The second dimension is be genuine. Believe in what you are saying and follow through on your actions. Um, Don't be an individual that will say whatever they need to say, uh, whatever they think is is the right thing to say. just to get the job or just to get that part because guess what people can see through that um so my and and even if you get that temporary success it very quickly turns into a lifelong failure so my two cents <laughs> is in lasting relationships i always look for um you know investing number one in people mm-hmm. who share my values 
Uh, so how do you recognize that? So the, <laughs> and I'm sure our audience members are, are kind of going through the same thing. How do you recognize value in other people? Like, how do you see that? How do you break through that clutter quickly? Yeah, and, and each environment is different. But there are some key indicators. How are they treating others around them? How are they, what is their demeanor like? Is their demeanor one that is there to um, quote unquote take the full role of the employer and be uh, you know be in a position that I am powerful and then I'm going to flaunt it <laughs> or often I find people are decent they're inherently there's an inherent decency in right. a lot of us and you see that this individual is trying to do the best thing for their employee their employer they're trying to make sure that they're getting the right person in there and I look for for clues such as this person is basically, if they're doing an action, whether they're asking me a set of questions or I'm asking them a set of questions and they're responding to me, I have hired over 500 people you know, in, in my career. Oh, yeah. I've reviewed over 4,000 resumes. I absolutely do not like to be played. And I can, yeah. I can detect that very <laughs> carefully. So, you know, I mean, one of my interviews, I'll, I'll tell you an amusing story. <laughs> one of my mentors, actually, one of my friends now, um, he asked me this this uh, question um, as to, you know, this is a big shot executive interview, right? Like 13 rounds and I'm in the final one. Oh, wow. And he asked me, how many ways can you cut a cake? Uh, the, you know, if you use straight <laughs> slices. So I documented it out and I'm like sitting there and I come up with a semi-intelligent answer. And he goes, well, I was just looking for your process and, and rather than the answer. Yeah. Then he asked me this really interesting question. He says, you're stuck on an island. And you have uh, two logs, and you have um, a bed sheet and a paper clip. How are you going to get out? And I'm sitting there looking at him. I'm going, okay, so I do an inventory of, of the things on, on my board. And I go, well, basically, I could give you a semi-smart answer saying I make a ship out of this. But the fact that you're talking paper clips and stuff, I mean, you don't want me to, you're not asking me if I know how to make a ship. So what I'll do is I'll put the two logs in 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 an order so they make a cross, put the bed sheet, and pray for help. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said it was you know one of the best answers he heard because he said, well, customers are going to put you in an uncomfortable situation, so call their bullshit. Yeah. Like when you are there, like just have a genuine conversation. And you will get more respect rather than saying, oh, what a great question that was. Because it wasn't. Yeah. It, and, yeah. And not every question is supposed to be a great question, right? Wow. You know, investing in people. Like 20-year uh, relationships are built when you genuinely respect the person and you respect yourself. Like you don't let that relationship be abusive towards you mm -hmm. where you're doing things, you're bending over backwards and then you're not getting that. And then equally, you're not doing things that, uh, you know, are not aligned with what you promised. So when you have that ethics in, in who you are, uh, it naturally gravitates others around you that would do the same thing. So consistency is what I'm hearing is, you know, if you're going to say you're going to do something, you do it. Uh, being true to to yourself and to the other person. Uh, and I think one of the things I think you want to I think you're saying it too, but adding value to that relationship, exactly. right? So how do you add value to relationships? Or well, how would somebody who's brand new, who doesn't know anybody, add value to another person? You can always add value. 
uh, you can, you know, the first thing I always go with and having been all around the world, 70 countries and uh, starting my life in, in extreme poverty, I can tell you that no matter what your circumstances are, you can always add value. And uh, let's say you're in a relationship of uh, you want to get a job. Mm-hmm. Um, reach out to your target. Um, find out on LinkedIn what your uh, what is the, the the role title of the people who can hire you, like the hiring manager for that industry. Reach out to them and say, "I want to have um, you know a 15-minute mentoring conversation." You'll have to send it to a lot of people, but I can tell you that a few will respond. Mm-hmm. And when you have that conversation, don't go in just saying, get me a job, saying, ask genuine question. And, and you know, if you keep an open mind, they will guide you. But as you become in their space and they start thinking about you, understand you have a moral obligation to be in their space either. Ask them, how can I help you? Yeah. And at first it'll be like, well, you know, I'm not sure. Maybe you know a language they want to learn. Maybe they're doing a fundraiser that they need a volunteer for. Maybe there is a golf tournament that's about to happen. Maybe they need somebody to design a website for their, whatever it may be. But by not doing it because you want that favor from the person, but by doing it as something that, that gives them value back. Uh, that's, you know, that's, that's a blueprint for success. I'll give you an example of business relationships. So, I turn down more exhibitors than I accept every year. Okay. So we're very different that way. We, so you're, you're turning away exhibitors for your event. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. So we, <laughs> we basically turned down. I just had a conversation this morning where, where we turned down this person. And the reason for that, believe it or not, John, often it ends up ending up, ends up being a thank you for us. Because I sit down and I go, okay, I know what we are targeting. Mm -hmm. We are targeting the top employers and the top accelerators. And we're connecting with people who are looking to make a difference and who have this inherent drive. If an exhibitor is coming up with a value proposition that they'll give us money, they'll be there, but I know that they are not going to find their customers, Mm -hmm. I will turn that business down. Because they're going to come in, I can sell them, you know, something, and then they are not going to have a good time and they would feel misrepresented. So, for example, undergraduate universities come to us all the time. They want to pay us a lot of money. And I politely say, you know what, I'm not the forum for you because all of my attendees are graduates or are university students. So... You can come, but you won't have a lot to offer. Yes, our prime minister backed us up. There's a lot of brand awareness that we get for you, but I don't think it's enough. Uh, so I don't feel comfortable taking your money. Yeah. No, and that's fair. And that's highlighting, you know, and it's all about being that, having that fair relationship with the person, being completely honest and candid. Uh, I know when we talk about interviews and people who are interviewing, you know, always come from a place that's honest and genuine, right? Don't. You know, don't misrepresent, like you said, don't misrepresent yourself and don't misrepresent what you can do for somebody else. Exactly. Because it's only going to hurt the relationship in the long run. And this is, so I'm sure there's been some really good relationships that have come from the relationship, from from the rejections, (laughs) like you're rejecting people for your business and they're like, hey, I still want to be friends with you. (laughs) I'll give you, I'll give you one example. So I went down into uh, Ecuador and we had a not so great experience. Uh, with with 
this organization um, that uh, I was just traveling for fun, mm-hmm. and uh, it was not a. It didn't happen. They their subcontractor didn't deliver, and we didn't. I didn't have a good experience. This organization actually refunded my money, wow. sent it back to Canada, like for a tour, like a trip. I was so blown away with their work ethic that I then became a big advocate for them around anything that they wanted to do to the point where we actually joined hands and built a library in Ecuador two and a half years later because I said, who does that? Like who, when I have no legal authority over you, just because you didn't deliver exactly what you promised, you sent my money back. In this, in the travel industry is cutthroat. So like in that business, like just doing that was meant so much to me that now we're like great friends and wonderful relationships have come out of it. So I think the, the essence, if I sum it up, it's empathy. Like don't in a relationship, when whether it's an employer relationship or don't do to your fellow workers or to the prospective employer what you wouldn't want done for yourself. Yeah. And well, I think I that, that leads to very good and positive interactions. So, so this is good. So you actually touched on it. 20-year relationships. How do you maintain a long-term relationship? That's a great question. Right? Because you, at some point, and, you know, if, if you're looking for work, and one of the things that you might get is uh, you're reaching out to people, you're not getting responses, or maybe you're not adding the right type of value to that person. How do you continue to build these long-term relationships over a span of 5, 10, 15, or even 20 years? So I have a friend. Um, his name is Kane, and Kane and I worked together in its management consultants for some of the top organizations in Australia almost 20 years ago. Oh, okay. And Kane and I are great friends, and one of my mentees actually was in Australia, and Kane met up with him. And I have many other individuals in my life that are, um, you know, that are now at the 20 year or beyond mark, and. Uh, you know, not just like Kane's uh, represented Australia as an archer. He's like a super driven guy. Like people are lining <laughs> up for, for him. But why have we kept in touch? Well, the ingredient is the same. It is make that relationship a genuine relationship. So even if it's for business reasons mm-hmm. or it's reasons because you want to have that influence or that connection, make it about the person. Like actually invest in it. Like understand you know, what their life stage is, understand who they are, you know, what do they like to do, like, and and you will see that the individual actually enjoys being with you just as you enjoy being with them. And not always, again, I'm fully aware that there'll be the personal relationships and then there'll be the business relationships, but in a business relationship as well. So the first thing is keep it very genuine. Second is I have a rhythm of interaction. Rhythm of interaction. Yes. Okay. And I want to hear this. For sure. So understand that, you know, look at your relationships like ripples. There are people that you are going to be in your space every week, every month, every six months, okay. every year. Right. If that ripple is you're not talking to the person for many years, well, that's that's really far out. That strength of interaction has to be so solid that, that it, keeps you, it keeps you going, right? But what I would recommend is... is Look at your relationships and see where are these individuals positioned in this and where do you want them to be positioned in, in this for the in, for the relationship to be sustainable. There would be individuals that you really like 
but you know that if you hang out a lot, that relationship is not going to survive. <laughs> so it's, it's too much of a good thing. It, it's too much of a good thing. It's it's so put that in in the six month bracket. But I think being um, I I tend to stay away from cliche interactions where they know I'm copy pasting an email yeah. that I'm sending to everybody, and that that connection is missing then. Uh, having said that, if you're managing a vast variety of people, you can't always be, you know, individually connected with them. So the way to do that is is understand what's important for them. Be there when they need you. Yeah. You know, if they're doing big events, if they're doing, I mean, I am there for my friends. And, and I gauge that for those that are there for me. If and that's where the respect comes in. Yeah. If somebody's dropping the ball on my events, I will be like, okay, so buddy, like, where are we with this? You know, and I'm not respecting myself if I just keep on, you know, bending in. But uh, my two cents would be just, uh, just be genuine, but but do 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 stay connected. Don't let that like filter and drop yeah. off. And if you can have like a big event of sort or some gathering or some. Um, Somehow should I put this like focus point that brings these people together because yeah. that energizes you for the next year. So when we get done with our expo, man, there are people that I met at the edge of the Sahara Desert that are flying in from Germany, from <laughs> wow. Panama City, from Ecuador, from all over Canada. And when everybody's together like this, their own energy rubs off each other. Yeah, I can only imagine what it's like to be in a room full of people <laughs> that are just like vibrating at a much higher level, right? Right. Like it's just going to make you feel. Just, it's great. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, so this is great. So you've given us some great insights on relationship building, and you've given us some great insights on how to maintain those relationships. If there is a final thought that you want to leave people with when they're building relationships, especially for people who are going through the interview process today, what's that one thing that they really need to hone in on? I'm a big fan of, you know, you, you listen to a podcast, you take a course, uh, you go to a workshop, you only need to take away that one thing. So what's yeah. that one thing that you want to leave with everybody? Well, you can go through a whole bunch of interviews, you know, get jobs, go through life and still end up unhappy. You know, you can have all these successes and still feel unfulfilled. And that's where I, I work a lot with very successful people, helping them connect back into their life. Mm -hmm. The one message I would have is take a step back from whatever it is that you're doing and reflect on what your purpose is to be on this planet. What is it, and now let me give you a hint, Start with what puts a smile on your face yeah. and, and really connect that when all this is over, what are you actually going to look back and be proud of? And when you connect with your purpose, channel the mechanisms to get to your purpose into the way you work, into the way you live your life. Mm -hmm. And I'll summarize by saying, you know, that you will unleash potential you will unleash skills. You will unleash perseverance. All these things you think you had to learn, they will come from within you when you are in tune with the rhythm of your purpose. Wow. Take it from a guy who could not afford a single book, who is now the man who builds libraries around <laughs> the world. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you. You've given us so much great information. I just want to make sure that we leave. I know you have an event coming up in September. 
I want to make sure everybody knows about it. I'll make sure I include the link in the show notes as well. But continue to tell us about it. Tell us about Experience Your Life and tell us a little bit about the next uh, Building a Library in a Week project. Absolutely. For Experience Your Life, uh, my friends, 29th September, mark the day. It's an action-packed four hours event. And we've worked the whole year for it. I have a team of 100 that puts this together. Mm -hmm. It is an energy like no other. And what you can specifically find are three things. You can find employment. You can find grants for opening up your own business. And you can find incredible off-the-beaten-path opportunities to truly live your life, Uh, whether it's traveling around the world for free or other off-the-beaten-path experiences. We also bring together the upper echelons of the business world. So we had executives from Microsoft, from Facebook, from Oracle, from CGI, as well as the upper echelons of our public sector. We had the commanding officer of RCMP, uh, firefighters, uh, mayor of Mississauga. And all of these leaders come in not to present, but to just converse with people to help them in their journey. So I encourage you to be there. Um, You know, we will include the link. Uh, And the next Library in a Week project is uh, I am on a mission to build 100. We've just completed our sixth. And these are with my own hands and with local empowerment. And basically, we are attempting our most ambitious build, which is going to be, this is the first time I'm releasing this information on John's show. (laughs) Um, It is actually going to be across two countries, and we are attempting to build three libraries in March uh, in Panama uh, City and in Colombia. So uh, stay tuned on that. Uh, my name is Sultan Akif. You can connect with me on LinkedIn or, or follow me uh, to see the episodes. I do post some raw content from the field. Yeah, no, and I'll make sure I include those because I Wonderful. love the stories. Like I, you know, just seeing the pictures of these faces of these children in these brand new libraries is, man, it's so inspirational to see. Thank you, John. And thank you for all that you do. Yeah. I mean, you're you're being a bridge into a very... Uh, you know, into a part of people's lives where they feel very alone and vulnerable. And uh, so thank you for all that you do to help people go from nervousness into respectable employment. Well, thank you. Thrilled uh, to be here. <laughs> thank you. Thank you again. And uh, wow. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how you guys feel, but I'm like, ooh, feeling all excited and pumped up. So thank you again, Sultan, from, for being part of our, our podcast and, and for sharing your insights and wisdom on relationship building. And um, yeah, no, thanks. Thanks everyone for tuning in and, uh, you know, keep an eye out. The, the show notes will include links to the events that we've spoken about today. And I'll also include a link to Sultan's LinkedIn, LinkedIn profile so you can follow his story. It's fantastic. Thanks again and uh, we'll catch you next time. All right. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to the Zero to Hired podcast. Make sure you check out our website, www.zerotohired.com and download your free resume template that's proven to get results, complete with examples and guidelines. Make sure you tune in as we interview leading industry experts who provide tips and strategies to help you get the career that's right for you.